So, as you know, we had uh, vacation Bible school. I'm going to have to steal Daniel out of here in a minute. Hey, Daniel, come on out. Andy can count. Let's all watch Daniel. So how did we start each night of VBS? Our pledges. No, we march. We march. I'm not going to make you march. So we're going to do the pledges. Santana said she wants to hear the marching song. Marching song. She's shaking her head. So Daniel's going to lead us in the pledges. Any kids want to come up and lead? Travo? Where's Lily? <laughs> Colbert? Colbert knows them. Come on, guys. You gotta help us lead all these folks. Yeah. Kennedy's the queen. Kennedy, you're the queen. You gotta represent. Yeah, Kennedy. I'm gonna put these numbers up, and when they're put, when I come back out of that door, we better have a whole lot of kids up here. Good job, Kennedy. Yeah, here we go. Who wants this one? You guys can just point to yours. Alright. Everybody stand up. So we'd start off with the pledge to the American flag, which all kids knew pretty well from school. So I know it's been a long time since you've been in school, Terry, but I think you'll know this one, okay? <laughs> I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Alright, so one of our most uh, lively visitors was a sweet little girl named Lily. And every time we'd say, do you know the pledge of the American flag? She went, I know that one. And so she would know that one to a T, real big and loud. Then we'd say, do you know the pledge to the Christian flag? And she'd say, I know that one too. But her Christian flag, fl flag pledge sound exactly like her American flag pledge. And she was the loudest of the crew. And on that second night, she really got me all messed up. <laughs> I'd start keeping an eye on them words just because she would drown everybody out and just steer me off in all sorts of directions. <laughs> all right. So the kids are going to have to really... You guys are going to have to really step it up on this one because they might not know the Christian flag pledge as well. So, all right. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands. One Savior crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty to all who believe. All right, now to the Bible. It's one of the trickiest ones, so we're going to have to count on our uh, volunteers and our, our youngins to really make everybody proud and steer the ship. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word, a lamp unto my feet 
and a light unto my path. Its words will I hide in my heart that I might not sin against God. All right. Awesome. All right. Now you guys need God so big so good. Good job, guys. Thank you. Now, all the, the, uh, the men's class can go to snack now. <laughs> Craft. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you, Daniel, for leading that. I think that's important that we do that over here too sometimes. Right? All right. Anybody with a special song this morning? Nobody wants to sing God is so big and so mighty? Come on. Hollywood. All right. If you got your Bibles, we'll be over in the first chapter of Colossians this morning. Colossians chapter 1. And I'll try to be as loud as I can. If you came in a little late, we have no power to any type of audio equipment. So it is what it is. We're going old school. <clears throat> so the Daniel, what was the overall theme this week for VBS? Life, camera, action. Life, camera, action. All movie themes. What was the, Santana, what were the class names and what were the ages? Um, you guys didn't know you were getting quizzed this morning, did you? No. It's, uh, so, like kindergarten and younger, they were the little rascals. And then first grade through fourth grade was uh, School of Rock. And then the middle school, fifth through eighth, was the Goonies. And then the high schoolers were Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And I'm pretty sure none of the kids knew any of the movies in their classes. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's more for us than them, I guess. All they needed to know was what color their bandana was, so it was all good. All right. So then there was also a nightly theme, um, and I think Daniel and I talked a little bit about it the other day. So the average number of kids, just kids for the week, I think was like 40. So that, that was actually awesome. So good to see that. And I would say a good percentage was probably visitors. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So really, really good to see. And we had a few families sticking around, like they said. So it was, it was cool. Um, but the overall nightly themes, Travis, what was night number one? You remember? Jesus, hero of the Bible. Colbert, what was two? Supporting cast. Supporting cast. Uh, let's see, which one of you guys? Kennedy, three. We might have to rethink that queen thing. God, the director of your life. What about four? You were four, Colbert? Remember? God's word is the script for our lives. And five was? Come on. Being a cast member of the body of Christ. See, Dave and Dale knew it. So Dave and Dale, it was number 20. Is that right? Awesome. Let's give them a hand, guys. 20 years. Nice. That's awesome. All right. So this morning, we want to kind of stay with that same theme, if you will. Kind of title is Jesus, Our Hero. Um, That was kind of the theme all week, I felt like. Jesus, Our Hero. And Talia actually done a really good job teaching 
What was the grades? Elementary. Class. Elementary school. That's a tough class. <laughs> I think she said she'll never teach it again. <laughs> but she's done a really good job explaining things. And I think for the, the supporting cast night, she used Hebrews, you know, the, the Hall of Fame or whatever. And we had like a, uh, what's it called? So like a Hollywood Walk of Fame. Like a Hollywood Walk of Fame with all the people from Hebrews 11. It was really cool. <clears throat> so, when you think about heroes... What do you think? Superman. 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 Any kind of qualities or anything? Leadership. Huh? Leadership. Leadership. What else? Confidence. Confidence. Superpowers. Superpowers. Somebody else said something. Strong. Strong. Like me? Yeah, right. <laughs> so strong and so mighty. <laughs> Heroes and heroes in the movies. How like usually it ends with like them sacrificing it all. What was it? Was it? Uh, oh, what's his name? Iron Man. Isn't that how Avengers ended? <coughs> like he died saving everyone else or something like that. Is that am I right? Or am I crazy? No, you're so speaking of Superman, Santana. Did you say Superman? I actually read something. Was it yesterday? There's like a correlation between Superman and the Bible. Has anybody ever heard that? Look it up. It was actually really interesting. I think they actually, Superman was kind of from the Bible. It was weird. Just read it. Not that Superman's in the Bible. The theme was. I was about to say, I, I missed yeah. that uh, chapter. <laughs> Superman chapter one. <laughs> but I think of like. Uh, you know, our, our, our police force, our military, those things come to mind when I think hero. Like 9-11. You know, you see burning buildings and you see them running in. To me, that's amazing. I mean, what those kind of people do. Um, I don't know if I'd ever want Nick to save my life, but I'm sure he would try. So he, he could be my hero one of these days. Um, but that's kind of what I think about, is running into burning buildings and doing things like that. Has anybody ever seen the movie Hacksaw Ridge? Great movie. What's the guy's name? Doss. Desmond Doss. Anybody know how many people he saved? 75 people. So he was, according to the movie, he was this real little weak skinny dude that said he wanted to be in the military but not carry a weapon. So everyone in the military is like, we don't want this guy. They called him the weakest link. Um, from what I read, like when he would pray, they would throw shoes at him and stuff like that. Um, so he got all kinds of grief. But in the end, they were praising him for his bravery. Like he was really a true hero saving all those people. Was it Okinawa? Was that where the... Yes. I think it was the Battle of Okinawa, World War II. Um, but it quickly turned to praise. I think it, it even said he saved his captain, if I remember right. So let's read uh, Colossians here and we'll get into the message. Um, We'll start the 15th verse. And just think as we go through this, Jesus the hero. All right. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. 
All things were created through Him and for Him. And He is before all things, and in, all, in Him all things hold together. And He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything He might be preeminent. For in Him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through Him to reconcile to Himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of His cross. And you, who were once alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, He has now reconciled in His body of flesh by His death, in order to, to, to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before Him. And we'll, we'll stop right there. So have you ever considered Jesus as a hero? Has anybody ever considered Jesus as a hero? Yes or no? Yes? yes. yes? It's kind of strange to think about though, isn't it? Because it's not kind of the normal superhero thing that we see you know, in our lives. Um, but it's absolutely true. I believe he was the hero of heroes. And through his life and his death, and I think this is really what kind of makes him that hero, do you think everybody that he came in contact with was impacted by him somehow? Think that's true? Good or bad, right? There were a lot of people that followed him and loved him and adored him for everything that he did. There was others that wanted to kill him, hated him. He was a threat. But he made an impact on everyone he came in contact with. People were drawn to him. But you see, God came to the earth. Or <laughs> Jesus came to the earth. I said it backwards. Jesus came to the earth to show God. That's why he came, to show people God and his kingdom. It just wasn't what they were expecting. They were expecting this king to come over and take over. And he came over, what was his path? To the cross. It was a different path than what they expected. But he was teaching. I think the big thing for me is his love for sinners. I don't, the, you go back to the Pharisees, they're like, everything was like, why is, he, why is he sitting with sinners? If he's the son of God, why is he sitting with sinners? But that's why he came, for us. That's why he came, that path to the cross. That was the main purpose. Who has a cross necklace on? A few others? What was the cross thought of? They're beautiful. I love crosses. But what was the, the cross thought of centuries ago? Hideous. Torment. It was a bad thing. Like, actually, it was for, mostly for the worst criminals and insurgents. Right? I mean, if you think back to Barabbas, he was an insurgent. It was for the worst criminals. It was a bad thing. It was, there was a dreaded association with the cross. So when, what do you think the disciples thought when Jesus was constantly saying, I'm going to the cross? I'd have been scared to death. Like, what do you think people think when it says, lay your cross down daily? It means death. It means death. Carrying your cross. Torture, humiliation. And kind of going back to that, that Desmond Dahl story. Think about Jesus on the cross. Wasn't it kind of similar? They thought he was weak. They thought he was powerless. They thought it was over. 
Kind of like I said last week, the devil thought he won. But that wasn't the case at all. That wasn't the case at all. He came and he did that for every single one of us. And every time I think about that, I love the song, He Could Have Called 10,000 Angels. Because it's absolutely true. He could have called 10,000 angels and got off that cross. What's it say there, though? He died alone for you and for me. And if it wasn't for that, we'd have no hope at all. If it wasn't for that, we'd have no hope at all. He died for the sins of the entire world. He satisfied that debt payment to God, that wrath of God that we all deserved. Do you, do you believe that? Do you agree with that? Amen. Absolutely. In the end, like I said, talking about those heroes, he gave it all. Isn't there a song saying that he gave it all? He gave it all because he loved us. And just think of everything he did in his life. Everything he did was always working for others. Everything. He broke social customs a lot of times for people. And I think Tony said it so many times. What Jesus did for women was unreal. You go back and there's a lot of, like, women were property. He wasn't allowed to talk to them, but he did. He broke those, those barriers. And he also spoke harsh words to people who needed to hear the truth. Those Pharisees needed to hear the truth. But think about it. He had no possessions, no money, no political power, did he? He had none of that. But everything he did, everything he went through, was for every single one of us. You think of a king of kings having no possessions, no money, no political power. Boy, he had power. He had power. They just didn't see it there. He lived for us. He died for us. He resurrected for us. All those things. His nature was unique. His work was unmatched. Jesus Christ, our hero of heroes. So listen to a couple of these verses just again here as we get into this chapter. He is the image of the invisible God. You know that that word image there. It's not necessarily talking about just physical. He was the complete, true picture of God. It was like God was looking in the mirror to see Jesus. In fact, in John 14, 9, it says, Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. He was the exact representation of God. That divine. The divine was revealed. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He was the creator, the sustainer of it all. That's the thing. You look out in this world, and it's (coughs) doom and gloom, isn't it? It looks like evil's winning, like I talked about last week. But Jesus is still in control of it all. What's the song? God is still in control. And Jesus is still on the throne. I think sometimes we can get wrapped up 
and what's going on out there. And we can forget how powerful he is. The situation that Deanna was talking about. If it's his will, he can heal her like that. And I think sometimes we lack that, that trust and that confidence in him. But at the end of the day, as a Christian, what's it say? To live as Christ. To die as gain. I don't want to leave my family, but as soon as this breath goes out, I'm going to be with him. Mm-hmm. Got to get my tissues, boys. Somebody tried to hide these on me. <laughs> but it also says there he's the firstborn over creation, which I think we've talked about that before in the past. It's talking about rank and supremacy. A lot of people think, see, Jesus was firstborn. He was born. Okay. He also always existed. He's eternal. He's our hero. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Like I said, He is still in control. He is still on the throne. And He's already won. All that bad stuff out there, we think, oh, God's not in control. Why would God allow all this bad stuff to happen? People don't understand all the sin and all that. It's like you don't believe God, but when something bad happens, you want to blame God. That makes a whole lot of sense, don't it? Why would God allow that? Okay. But on that third and appointed morning, He resurrected and made a way for each and every one of us. He made a way for each and every one of us. He overcame death, hell, and the grave. Verse 20 there. And through Him to reconcile to Himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of His cross. Like I said, Talia done a really good job the, the one night where we talked about that stuff. And I don't, you never know if kids that age are getting things. But she was explaining how every single one of us, because of Adam and Eve, are born into sin. And hopefully that little seed, you know, grows from that. And how it took Jesus coming and dying for us to fix that. No other way. There's so many other ways in the world that people think you can get to heaven and God. And there's not. There's one. That might be narrow-minded, but that is the absolute truth. There's one way. And it is through my hero's blood, Jesus Christ. That's the only way. I need to stop crying because it makes me not be able to see. I really love the picture that Paul is painting here of that ultimate hero of heroes in this scripture here. It it just is awesome how we can be presented holy and blameless and above reproach before him because of what he did for us. That's amazing to me. It really is. I mean, it's almost amazing to think of like the folks in 9-11 who ran into those burning buildings. You wouldn't think that. It's kind of the same thing, isn't it? You wouldn't think that that God would have sent His only begotten Son to die for us. We're not very good people, are we? I know I'm not. 
And I, I think that's the thing with, with Christians. We've got to realize where we came from. And we, when we see people, we talked a little bit this morning about some visitors we had. We've got to understand they're not like us. They might not have Jesus. So they may do things that frustrate us a little. They may come and eat all of our popcorn. Let's love them anyway. Sorry, I had to go there. Let's love them anyway. The whole purpose of BBS is to get visitors here. And then hopefully one day they'll be here sitting with us. Santana, I loved how you said what you said there. We want you to come and worship with us. If you don't have a church, come and worship with us. They might have seen Daniel and Santana like, they're not good people. We're not going there. We're all, we're all sinners. We're all a mess. But Jesus, like Christy, I think we were talking about, but God. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for God, we're in a world of hurt. Our divine Savior in everything, His supremacy might show through. He died to reconcile us back to Him. And again, to me, that is absolutely amazing. I really, some of this stuff, I really don't think we can explain or understand fully until we get there. Sometimes when I'm trying to think through and talk, I'm like, that just doesn't make any sense. Like, why would someone love me so much that they would come and die? For me, a sinner. Does that make sense to you? Why would he do that? Why would he do that? Because he loved us so much. He loved us so much. That's what the Bible says, isn't it? Let's get in God's Word. Let's get in His Word. He loved us so much. He is truly the hero of heroes. You know, I had a conversation this week with someone some time ago thought they were saved. And the devil, going back to the message last week, has been deceiving them into thinking that they're not. That puts you in a really bad situation, doesn't it? But he does that to every single one of us. Especially if you're saved when you're early, when you're young. The devil's really good at saying, you're not saved. You didn't really get it. Didn't he? So the, the, the comment back was, well, have you really thought about if you weren't saved, why would the devil be telling you that you, are, you aren't? He wouldn't even be bothering you, would he? If you weren't saved, ho-hum for him. Those conversations are really weird sometimes, especially with some younger people. But I think even us older people sometimes, the devil tries to deceive us. I know he does me. You're not good enough to stand up there. You're not smart enough. You might mess up your words, which I do all the time. You might cry, which I do all the time. But God is good enough. Yes. And that's all that matters. I might stand up here and make an absolute mess of things, but He's working. That Holy Spirit's working. Mm -hmm. So no matter what I say, do whatever, mess up, 
it's going to come out in the end. Isn't it? I don't consider myself a good preacher. In fact, I don't know why you guys have me up here. But I love the Lord and I love every single one of you. And I want to take that love out into the world because they need to see it. They need to see it. They need to hear about our hero who came and bled and died for every single one of us. And if we're not taking it out there, if we're not making an effort, who will? Who will? If we're not living in front of them, who will? No wonder things are such a mess. But again, the devil thinks he's winning. Jesus already won. When he came out of that grave, he already won. And because of that, one day coming, either I'm going to pass away or he's going to come back. There's a place waiting for me over there. There's a place waiting. And I know for a fact, not because of anything I've done, that I will be there with him. I might be laying here in a casket with you all, but my soul's going to be there with him celebrating. And then one day, after a while, he's going to stand up. Time shall be the more. It's going to be the last opportunity for anyone to get there. This body's going to resurrect. Hopefully it's not a fact. It's going to be the soul. And it's going to get And that's what it's all about. So the question for you this morning is Jesus your hero? Do you see Jesus as your hero? Are you in a relationship with him? Do you know for a fact that he saved your soul and you're on your way to heaven? That's a big question. I was thinking about that all week over there. There's so many kids that may not know Jesus yet. And we just had to introduce them to him. Like Joe said in his prayer, let's let's build on that. Let's water that. Maybe one day they'll be saved. I'm praying and praying and praying that my grandkids one of these days will be right here being saved. Again, if we're not doing it, who's going to? If we're not sharing the love of Jesus, who's going to? Is Christ your hero? Is Christ your Lord and Savior? Is Christ your director of your life? Is the Holy Word your script for your life? So many different questions from BBS. Are you a member of the body of Christ? That's a lot of things that we all got to think about. Love VBS this week. I appreciate everything you guys did and all the volunteers. Again, it was an exhausting week, but so worth it. So worth it. Absolutely so worth it. All right, I'm going to shut up and stop crying. Because we all stand and have one verse of the song. If you're here and you don't know Jesus, today's a perfect day to be right here. Or in your seat or wherever you're at. Don't leave here without being able to call Jesus your your Lord and Savior. Don't leave here. As we have one verse of the song.